You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production. Imagine fighting for space in the kitchen just to cook. That was a reality for Singaporean-born chef Kimberly Tang, who grew up in a family of home cooks. Kimberly's grandmother, father, mother, and now chef brother bonded and sometimes competed over each other's cooking skills and knowledge. It's no wonder Kimberly took on an apprenticeship at Crown when she was just 17. In this episode, Kimberly explains life in the family kitchen and how that experience led to her ultimately becoming an award-winning chef. Kimberly Tang, I imagine growing up in your household with a grandmother that was a passionate cook, a father that was a passionate cook, uh, a, a brother that is now a chef, it would have been a pretty fascinating lifestyle that you lived in the kitchen. Yeah, I would have to say so. Mom and my dad both are really great cooks, even though they're more in the business and HR sector. Yeah, I don't know how my brother and I have both chosen to be chefs through that. Was it always alive within you and your brother as well? I mean, you, you obviously uh, being of Asian heritage, there's a big focus on cooking and it's some of the most amazing cuisine in the world. Uh, I would imagine the dinner table for you as a family was um, was delicious. It was. Do you know what a lazy Susan is? I do is? know what a lazy Susan is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we have one of those on the table. We sit to have dinner together in a round table, heaps of food on the table. Everyone, like, attacks it. If you don't... Attack it, you won't eat, basically. <laughs> Survival of the fittest then. What were you learning in those stages? Like, were you in the kitchen with your grandmother and with your parents trying to learn new dishes and, and learn the process behind it? Or did you just enjoy the end result, which was eating? Well, my mom and dad used to say when they came home from work and they saw me, like, at 10 years old or something, using a stool to make omelettes or, like, even, like, two-minute noodles or something. So that's probably when it started. How did that start shaping what you wanted to do in life? Was it always going to be hospitality and cooking for you or were there other options that you were interested in as well? I actually really loved uh, business and commerce in high school, but I guess having my mum that owned a cafe, uh, my dad cooking a lot of like Chinese-style dishes at home for dinner, I always ended up liking to come home and baking, cooking, desserts, pastries, anything. That was kind of my outlet. So yeah, I guess that's always been a part of me. Chefing is one out at the end of the day. So when did that happen for you? When did you realise that this is where you needed to go? Early year 11, when we really started to like choose our subjects and figure out what we want to do and what schools to apply for. I also started doing a VET program in hospitality. So that was more front of house um, training like waitering, um, coffee making, the really like employability skills that you would get from a, doing a course. Do you feel there's a, a lot of pressure on students to choose those uh, subjects and career paths that are geared towards earning a lot more money or it's a lot more safety in the job? Do you think at high school at that point there's too much pressure to, to make a decision around that and not necessarily choose something that you genuinely do love? Definitely. Not only is there more pressure to choose what you want to do, but they don't give you that freedom to actually explore the possibilities that are out there. You could just be learning from a textbook, but you won't see like the real world practice. So it is hard and a lot of pressure for people that young to be able to 
figure out what they want to do in their head for the rest of their lives. What thought process went into you deciding that? So you knew that you were going to go into something that was going to sustain you for your entire career? I think I was lucky to have a pretty supportive parents. They didn't really push me to do like a stereotypical Asian like tiger family. They didn't expect me to be a doctor or a lawyer. They um, just wanted me to be like as cliche as this is like happy and choose what I want to do. When I came down to it, I actually really did love business and commerce. But then when I was applying to universities and I got accepted, I also had a job interview to start my apprenticeship as a chef. And I was tossing up which one I should do. And I figured that while I'm young, I should just give it a go. And if I don't like it, I can always go back to uni. Let's talk about your apprenticeship then. That was obviously a crown when you were 17. You decided to go down that path. What was the application process like? It was actually a three-step process. So first you hand in your CV. If that gets approved, you go through a phone interview. And then if you pass that, you go to a face-to-face interview. After the face-to-face interview, you had to do a simple like maths and English test. And then after that, you also had to, depending on what you chose, replicate a dish. So for cooking, we had to replicate like a chicken salad that was taught by one of the instructors and it was kind of like 20 of us in a room the instructor at the front and he would say all right first step peel your asparagus and then he would show us and then we would go and do it and then he'll be like all right blanch it for 30 seconds and put it in ice water I guess they wanted to see if we could follow direction and Um, also understand like basics of cooking. Let's talk about one of the other two components there. So the first is you send in a CV. So as a young high school student without a lot of professional experience, what do you put in your CV in order to get it across the line and make you look good at that initial stage? I started a lot of part-time and casual jobs as soon as I could. So back when it was 14 years and nine months, you could get a job. So I started immediately working at like cafes and restaurants, like just cleaning, running the food. And then I went into Macca's, which actually gave me a good, strong foundation to have that discipline. That also gave me certificates three and four in retail. So they have a really good, strong um, training program, which I um, pushed in the interview at Crown as well, saying that although I'm young, I'm easy to mould, you know, that sort of mentality. Okay, so it's all it's all about the message that you give them. You don't go in and try and pretend that you're perfect or that you know everything. It's more about I'm an open book and I can be taught in any way you need me to be. Exactly. I think the main thing they're looking for is attitude. So they understand that you're young, you won't have much experience, but what can they do with that? Yeah, lovely. So that second one then, the online interview, what sort of questions were you being asked? Uh, It was a phone-to-phone and then a face-to-face. So the phone-to-phone one was just really standard questions like what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, Um, how have you had to deal with conflict, what do you think is most important in an employer, what do you expect out of this apprenticeship program, things like that. Well, you obviously got through each stage because you got your apprenticeship, which is a fantastic achievement in itself. What did you then start learning when you were in the program? We started off as first-year apprentices, so that being the case, you don't know anything. So they try to put you into 
lower level restaurants or a bit like easier light work so that you can get the basics right first. So you could be slicing vegetables, making like creme brulees, doing like some stir fries, making pastas. And then after that, you slowly work up to the more harder, intense, stressful restaurants where it's like fine dining and meticulous work. When doing your apprenticeship, did you realise where it could take you or did you know where you wanted to go after it was completed? No, actually, I don't think I was that forward thinking at that age. I thought, oh, I love cooking, I want to do it kind of thing. But as my career went on and I saw amazing chefs doing like amazing things and competitions happening, Michelin stars, things like that. Once I saw what the world of hospitality and the world of cooking brought, I was even more uh, intrigued. What advice would you give to students who are listening, who are considering getting into hospitality or getting into chefing directly uh, about tailoring their education towards getting into an apprenticeship or getting into a restaurant at a later point? If you are thinking about it, just go for it. You do need some past experience to be able to know just like the basics of how hospitality is or how like the cooking system flows. But as long as you have like a positive attitude and like willing to learn attitude, everyone will teach you everything. If you wanna really gear your studies towards it, it is quite easy to do a lot of short courses in bakery, in patisserie, or just in cooking to see if you like it first. So some of those courses, uh, do you know what they are? Can you name them, like the, the good ones that people should be looking at, or is it just a, a simple Google search? There are a lot of good cooking schools in Victoria, if you're based in Victoria, like William Anglis or Le Cordon Bleu. They obviously will vary in prices depending on your budget. If you are thinking about doing cooking full-time and that's all you've ever really thought about, I do recommend an apprenticeship because you do get that training during work on site while you're going to school. So there is that, you're already ahead of the game um, with that as well because you're learning while you're also still studying. What's the most valuable thing you learnt when you're an apprentice that's applicable to your career now? I think to always stay humble, like remember where you started from and that will help you in future management roles like training people that you used to be. And it'll also help you with empathy and like understanding that not everyone knows everything and that's okay. But as long as they want to learn it and they ask questions, it's very important. Asking questions and challenging why is very important. Kimberly Tang, thank you very much for talking about your education. We're gonna talk about your career in our next episode. If you're unsure about a career in hospitality, take Kimberly's advice and go and do some short courses first to see if you like it. In our next episode, Kimberly tells us what it's like working for Heston Blumenthal and why she decided to go and get a nursing degree as well. You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production.